is Real Talk with Artesia, the entrepreneur's lifeline. Here, all things are better left said. We're here to get real, unfiltered, uncut. We talk about the real struggles, the real failures, the real successes. So if you're ready to talk, let's roll. All right, joining me tonight, I have Pika that is going to shed a lot of light on entrepreneurship. But before we actually do that, I would have to ask you, Pika, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I actually happen to be in, in Singapore, so it's about 11 o'clock in the morning on um, on Tuesday over here. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> well, good morning. <laughs> it is a bit of a difference. Yeah. Well, I don't want to just jump right into it. Um. Tell me about your business before we even ask any questions. Sure. Just tell me about your business. Uh, so I actually created a brand, uh, but the work that I do is uh, is coaching in the aspect of self-awareness and emotional intelligence. So I try to teach people oh. to know themselves better so that they understand when, the, you know, those situations where you go to work or you're with people and suddenly you don't feel comfortable, but you don't know how to like articulate right. that. That's the kind of stuff I'm trying to teach. It's kind of like confidence, but I want you to know who you are first before you decide that, yes, okay, I'm happy with this. Now I get to tell people I'm not comfortable in certain situations. You know what? I actually like that. There was a job that I used to work at, um, Baptist Hospital. I kid you not. And they were trying to do this emotional intelligence to where we um, did the testing emotional intelligence to tell you your five strengths. I mean, we went through the whole spiel and we got to figure out what letter we were and what color we were and how we would act in certain situations. But you know what's funny? They never really... They never really went through with the whole thing. So I really don't even know. They didn't finish. And wow. so the funny thing about that is it's 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 very much so needed. Because what I found out, the very little bet I did find out was I understood how I was as a leader. Yep. And so I think what you're doing is pretty, pretty amazing. So that's pretty cool. Emotional intelligence, huh? Yeah, I think it, it kind of pervades into every area of your life. So your relationships, your friendships, your, you know, blood relations, your spouse, your children, all that's important. Then, of course, like you mentioned, how you are as a team leader, which means you need to understand how everyone in your team is functioning, what they prefer or whatever. So you can speak to them in a language that they understand, and then they're more likely to listen and follow your directions. It's Man, I like how you just said that. I love how you just said that. Their language. Like, people don't know. And it's funny that, you, that you've said that because we hear this so much in the corporate world, right? They're speaking their language. But most leaders don't quite understand the language of most of their employees. Thus, why most people leave their leadership and not actual employment or their job. People leave managers, they do not leave jobs. And that is such a sad, sad state of affairs because a lot of times the leaders don't understand that it's the way they're leading their people that's either helping them grow or making them kind of shrink back and they don't understand why they don't feel comfortable suddenly because they're being forced to shrink back. So it's one of those things that if we all knew we have less arguments, we'd be able to understand, okay, you have your point of view, I have my point of view, and we could both coexist, no problems. It's one of those things. (laughs) Man, that is so cool, but it's it's the actual truth. And if most business or corporations actually worked off of emotional intelligence, then honestly, that would really 
that would that will have some of the more some of some of the morale issues yeah. or um things like that simmer down. But it, it's funny that you say I've never heard no one else outside of my job say I've never heard I've I have not not once. Now there's a problem, right? Heard anybody. Heard everywhere. Say it again. Should we hear this everywhere. This is human basic humor. Yeah. No, but I haven't. I, this I'm not. I am so serious. I have not heard outside just you. Mm-hmm. Literally just now, I heard this seven years ago at Baptist Health Hospital, and I kid you not, I have not heard anyone speak on emotional intelligence since you just now. That lets me know how most businesses is operating. That is scary. It is very sad. Very sad. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I don't. I, 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 I'm actually lost for words because I haven't. I'm serious. So when they had us do this. Mm-hmm. Pika, I lie to you not. I thought this was the dumbest thing ever. And I didn't understand it. I'm not, no, so I can understand so, it. So talk to me about that. You thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Why? why? I thought it was insane. Because I was like, why do you want to know my emotions for you to be able to lead? I never understood that. I just couldn't understand why you needed to know my emotional intelligence. Why do you need to know how I take in order for you to lead? That should be something that you do. So, and I never understood You it. mentioned that they, you know, you figure out what letter you are, what color you are. Okay, I understand there are lots of different tactics to do that, but that's not the way I teach. I just basically want you to know who you are. So as a leader, I got to know each of my, each of the employees on my team just by observing. I ended up more than talking, I observed and see how you do things. And if I have a question about how you do things, I'll ask. And it's, it's just like, I don't know if you have a spouse or children or anything, but just like you want to know, you know, family members a little bit better, you get to know them, you ask them questions. A lot of times, there's a lot of time spent just around them, right? So siblings, parents, yeah. you know how your brothers and sisters react to certain things. So you tend to avoid presenting information in that manner because most times we're trying to avoid fights more than we are trying to start them, start them right? Um, I have two brothers. One is very much like me. He's like my twin. So I know I can tell him anything and I don't have to be worried about it being thrown in my face later. He will understand. He will listen. And then we can talk about exactly what it is that I'm going through. Whereas the other brother, if I say anything, I have to be very careful about how I say it because I don't know when right. that story is going to come back and hit me in the face. So it's... It's right? It's true. Yes, it's so so true. It's so true. Oh, you know what's funny? I remember. I remember taking the when the more that you speak about it, I am literally in awe. Because I kid you not, I just they made us, they made us actually print out these little papers. I kid you not, and we had to put them above our desk. When anyone reached or came into human resources, they seen our five emotional intelligence from, I guess, greater okay. to small, and they were able to figure out how we function. I love that you were doing this. I guess I don't have to ask you, why did you decide to do this? I mean, actually, I do, because I am so intrigued. What made you do this? Like, why this type of business? I kind of understand why, because nobody's oh, doing no, it. Even that- but I've you been are kind amazing. of obsessed with since I was little. I had a rough childhood. I was um, I was born here in Singapore, but I've been around the world a yeah. lot. So I got to be the, the new kid in class all the time. I think I went to nine different schools, 10 different times because I went back to one school twice. And that's in five different countries before I hit eighth grade. I ended up in Virginia in eighth grade. Oh, and it wasn't just anywhere in Virginia. It was in Buckingham, Virginia. So for the first time, culture shock, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Like just one color or the other racism. I've always been in so many different colors. And I mean, there's, you know, racism there too, but it's not as 
hardcore as it was in the States. So it was very difficult for me to understand that. Plus, I'm Asian. I'm Indian. So we have this big as they raise us they're thinking you know okay you're indian you have to stay indian even though you're being raised in the west so it's an east meets west problem as well like they think you're too liberated and you speak your mind too much and our, our the eastern mindset is more like okay i you do what i say because i'm the elder you're supposed to listen to me there is no rapport building there is no conversation about well why do you do things the way that you do things it's more like the blind leading the blind because this is the way we've done things for millions of years <laughs> you have a very interesting brand pika like i'm not gonna lie i really am i am loving like the whole the whole self-awareness and you want to know who they are as like a person like who are do you know like i'm just it's so amazing that you asked that do you know that there's some people that cannot tell you who they are because no one's ever asked honestly no one has ever asked can you tell me how you prefer to be loved can you tell me that you know maybe you like being touched or you don't like being touched or maybe you like people to talk to you and praise you a lot or you'd rather people give you gifts or spend time with you like can people actually sit down and out loud say how they like to be loved and a lot of times i mean this is stuff that people have taught before you know what the five love languages are you've heard that book before i don't know if you've read it or not right do you realize that the way you receive love is one set of priorities and the way you like to show love is sometimes a different set of priorities? Wow. When you break it down like that, I mean, yes, but then when you break it down to where you have to think yeah. about it, it's different. It is. I mean, it is extremely different. I mean, cause you would know. So I know that I know for me, um, my love, la- my love language is a gift of service. Like when I tell you, if you wash some dishes yes. for me and take the garbage out, I am like, okay, that, that really is amazing. But my husband, he's okay. different. He, he had, he actually have two. Okay. So one of his love languages is gifts of service, but he also loved to be held and touched. So every now and again, you have to mix it up because he's not just one. And so sometimes that literally throws me off. It, it takes me a second. It's almost like knowing what cry of a baby means that they're hungry or in their pain or they're dirty. Yeah. You know when, which, what love language is needed because you've spent so much time with each other. That is pretty cool. Gosh, I definitely, I, I got to talk with you offline. That's Anytime. pretty cool. Let me ask you another question because most entrepreneurs, they don't want to ask you this. Like, I'm pretty sure you have other friends that are entrepreneurs, but when you started your business, did you have any failures at all? Like, a lot of them were inside started- my head. I thought I was failing. No, I'm serious. Like, I love that. We, I think uh, August and I were just talking about this. We had a live video last night. Um, the idea of making money on your own, right? People talk a lot of shit when they're at the job they and they're comfortable and they know that paycheck is coming at the end of the month. It's different though when you are the bottom line, the buck stops with you and you need to make sure whatever money that comes in, it stretches until you get that na- next paycheck. It's not guaranteed. So it's a different set of mind, uh, you know, understanding of your own business. And I learned a lot because at first I was ashamed to tell my family that I didn't want to work in the business world anymore. I didn't know how they would react. Like I said, Indian family, they have this strict, you know, either you're a doctor or an engineer, you do one of two things, you always have a job. And me being a single mom, they can't fathom me trying to 
Mm. How dare I put my daughter's life in jeopardy? It's not actually in jeopardy. They don't see that though. Right. You know what? You actually said a word when you said this one thing. People are real cocky Mm -hmm. when it comes to that paycheck. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's different. But do you know there's so many entrepreneurs, I'm not calling nobody out, but there's so many entrepreneurs on Facebook that is so quick to say, oh, I'm making this much money. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm making it out here. And they're struggling financially. Exactly. But they don't ever tell you. The but that's the culture too, though. I know, I mean, for how long have we seen people that, I had guys in high school that would drive up in their car and you'd think that they were doing so well, but obviously mommy and daddy bought that for them. And they, they don't have character. They don't have anything outside of that monetary thing. You see, I mean, how many rap artists went out there and started doing music videos with all the coolest brands and the coolest cars and they had yep. two nickels to rub together afterwards, though, because they had to pay all those people, right, to rent all those things. People don't understand when you're really trying to make a difference in the world and trying to make money at the same time, it is a different set of values. you got to really be focused. I mean, I work out of the house, right? My first set of failures, I have the whole house to myself. No one's at home. No one tells me what to do or when to go to lunch. No one's stopping me from watching TV or playing money. There's no one checking me. I got to check myself. Yep. No one's exactly. Myself, no, they're not. But you know what? I wonder. I actually sometimes I wonder how well. You know, it was funny. I was actually getting ready to coach someone, and I always ask this one question: If I'm real with you, will you be real with mm-hmm. me? I can't help you and assist you if you aren't really. If if you're not an open book and actually about your business and how you're actually doing, I cannot help you. And there's one person that I actually was getting ready to um, coach. And I asked her, well, how is your, I see you mm-hmm. on Facebook, but how is your finances yeah. really? And she just kept saying, I'm good. I'm good. I said, well, can you afford to change your branding? Can you afford to do these things? How is your money part of it? Is your money for your business and your money for your home life? Is that together? Or is that separate? And that's crucial. And, that. But she told me that that was personal. Can't be if I'm coaching you for you. T- if, if, if I'm your business coach and entrepreneur mentor, there shouldn't be any closed books. I'm trying to help you succeed. So that lets me know right there she wasn't ready. Her mindset wasn't right. Yeah, and that's not a good thing. It's, it's so like funny that you said the doctor, right? And you're not feeling so good. If you don't tell him every last one of those damn symptoms, how is he supposed to help you? One of those He's not crucial. Guessing in the egg medicine, right? <laughs> That is a good analogy because he's shooting the dark. Yeah. I mean, he's guessing that. Now he's playing 21 questions. And now it's about to get crazy. And you're probably not going to be healed or fixed because you didn't give all the information, divulge it all, and now you misdiagnosed. That's and how business that, works. Like, I, mean, I know this is a phenomenon a lot of times. When someone suddenly asks you, do you have pain here, here, and here? Suddenly he's like, oh, no, I don't have any pain. All the symptoms disappear because you didn't walk into the doctor's office. I know that is a phenomenon, but you got to be honest with yourself. You got to tell him. You got to. It doesn't hurt right now, but before I came to the office. Exactly. You got to tell this him. This is what it was going on. Open book transparency. For real. Open book transparency. What has been your biggest challenge as an entrepreneur? Like, I know you've had, I've had some <laughs> horrible challenges. <laughs> like, I'm talking about. Um, horrible. Um, 
my biggest, my first challenge was actually asking people for money. I've been helping people forever. It's one of those things where a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners have been doing this on the side because they love it anyway. People come to them, asking them certain questions all the time. You do it for free anyway. Friends, family, you know, you've been doing it until you decide you want to. And then all of a sudden people want to act funny and they don't want to ask you for help anymore because they're afraid to go ask you. You're going to ask them for money in return but they don't seem to understand these are necessary skills we're teaching you because obviously they're not taught in school. They're not, taught, they're, they're not. not taught on, on the job training actually. They're not to dabble in, in uh, intelligence, but these are necessary skills. If I could make your life a little bit better, a little bit easier, wouldn't you pay for that skill? You pay for dumb stuff all day long. Anyway, all day long, all day, every day, bidding and exactly. all prime all of that but something that's a necessity is going to help people don't want to do have you not noticed the supports that people don't want to do that if it's you know what if you package it up and put it in walmart they'll buy it yep they're real happy to pay i don't know how much on some jordans but you ask if you package it up and put it in walmart you know yeah because but there's okay so that's one part of it right the flip side of that is people want freebies all day long but they don't actually they collect them but they don't do anything with it so what is the point of a freebie? That's true. They don't respect the information that you've given them in that freebie. You know what? That's actually true. I had a freebie at one point that I was giving out five ways to self-brand yourself. And I can't say it without not That's being okay. transparent, but it's free. Yeah. But yet the people that has received it haven't done anything with it yet. I'm just like, you. Ha- this is free information. I'm telling you how to self-brand. I'm giving you five easy steps and you not take so it's crazy that you said he, people don't respect the um, intellectual property that you give. They just don't. They don't respect but, it if it's free, but they don't want to pay if it's, it's for a cost. Either. It doesn't matter how much they like, think <laughs> twice about it. I don't understand why. Yeah, that's, but that's how it is, though. Like, I, honestly, it's funny that you say that because entrepreneurs don't get much support. Yeah. But it's so crazy because if you're out. So entrepreneur, I'm going re- to re- sure. say that. Entrepreneurs that truly are doing what's supposed to be done and running their business correctly. Yeah don't get a lot of support. Entrepreneurs just out here false flagging, saying that they're doing all these different things, name dropping and posting every five seconds, saying that they're living this luxury life. They seem to get all types of support. Maybe it's like the support, like the people that's being nosy, want to see what they're yeah. doing. But for the most part, on the other end of the world, entrepreneurs that are actually out here, true entrepreneurship, they don't get that type of attention. Why do you think that? I think, like I said, a lot of times there people are worried about network marketing because everybody and their mother has tried it at one time or another. And then on top of that, it's like, well, I had access to you all this time. Why are you suddenly asking me for money? It's like a, they're offended. It's, that's the impression that I'm getting. I can see they're that. a little offended. Like, well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm your brother. I'm your cousin. I'm whatever. And suddenly you're telling me I've got to pay you for this. Well, yeah. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. You're not paying me for the hour you're sitting with me. You're paying me for the years of hardship I went through to learn this the hard way and then teach it to you. That's so funny that you actually said that because you know what? It's it's funny because you sit here and go through real life situations. I'm talking about hit brick walls and everything. You learn like it's one thing for you for a child. Okay, a child is walking around and see hot fire. Mm-hmm. Touch a hot fire. Oh, don't touch it. It's mm-hmm. hot. Don't touch it, it's hot. Don't touch it, it's hot. So the child want to touch it because it's hot. But if their child touched that hot, that that fire, they're not going to do it again because they know that it is hot. They learn from experience. That's kind of what we as entrepreneurs have done. We understand that it is hot. 
and we're trying to tell you, hey, it's hot. Hey, you it's teach hot. branding. So, you're basically telling them, hey, don't do this because I tried it and it didn't work. Do this. It didn't work. Do something else. And so, yeah. Ask how much money you spent doing the thing that didn't work, though. They should. Then they would understand. They should. For money in the first place. You better believe it. That's, (laughs) oh my gosh, I love how you think. So let me ask you another question. And this is going to be, you know how when when you're in school, they say, all right, just, just, just close your eyes and just wish one thing. You can name some, if you want something different, what could it possibly be? I'm asking you the same question. If you could change anything about your business, anything at all, what would it be? About my business. Hmm. Oh my god, how are you gonna ask me like this? Okay, hold on, wait, let me think. <laughs> um, what would I change about my business? I think I would change the fact that people they need to respect how important emotional intelligence really is. I don't think they understand yeah. it's in every facet of their life. It comes to you know, talking to the bus driver, talking to your kids, talking to your parents, talking to your boss. If you can effectively tell them how you feel without covering it up in like flower language, none of this, you know, oh, I'm going to be subtle. No subtlety. You just say what you mean. How much easier would life be? You wouldn't spend your time second guessing about, you know, what did that text actually mean? What did they actually mean when they said this? You would know. And people would not be afraid you know to what? say what they mean. You are 100%. You know what I can't say? <laughs> what? I, don't, I don't like sweet tea words. I can't stand sweet tea words. When people tell me about a sweet tea word, I've always been told that I'm too direct. And I was, I've, I've been always told to use my sweet tea words. But why? What's wrong with that? Is it because I offend you? But people don't realize, okay, if I, let's, let's give you a really silly example, right? If I'm sitting here and you're sitting in the room with me and I'm sitting here shaking my leg and you get irritated, who has the problem? You or me? <laughs> I'll be you <laughs> exactly but they don't see that if I say something and I'm trying my best to be as simple and plain as possible and you get offended who has the problem me or you does that really make me blind or does that make you sensitive I think that I'm gonna err on it I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say it makes them sensitive I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. you why because whatever I'm saying I feel like it should be direct and straight to the mm-hmm. point right why, why are we putting filler words in there to fluff it up and or or, or muddy it up if the answer is no, if 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 it doesn't make any sense, it doesn't make any sense. I don't like the whole sweet tea words. If someone asks you in business, you know, how is entrepreneurship? Oh, it's great. It's it's, it's amazing. No, no, wait. Because you got to talk about the struggle. Sweet tea words, you're going to end up going around your face to touch your nose instead of touching it. Yep. You spend a lot of time misunderstanding and missing the point. What is what? Why are we? What are we trying to accomplish that way, though? If I can't tell you that you said something and it offended me, and here's why, if I'm not in a position to be able to feel safe and tell you that, then you're not in a good relationship. That's not a, that's not a straightforward relationship. You are exactly correct. Language was created to all of our feelings, and I don't understand why, but it's there. You know, do you, do you own more than one business? I created a brand because it's it's more than one facet. I'm not just one thing, right? And neither are you. So for I me, love the it. main thing is the coaching. I want to change the way people speak to each other and see each other and understand each other. But on the side, I do have cookbooks. I do have meditations. I do have journals. I have a lot of... I love that. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's why I did the brand because everything falls under the brand. Otherwise you risk, oh my God, I have to rebrand now because I do this now and I need a rebrand. Oh, say it again. Mm-hmm. I created a brand. 
brand. Say it. <laughs> I, it's me. The brand is me. And so whatever I choose to do falls under me. It's an umbrella. Oh, Pika, people don't understand that. When I first did that, he thought I was a nutcase. You can't do? Yes. I not what it was. Pepsi is Pepsi only. They don't understand that if they look at the bottom of another, a couple other things, Pepsi is also, I, I can brands that are but you know coke has other brands too yeah like dasani i know that for a fact because i was like what pepsi got water <laughs> so yeah i don't i get it and people don't understand that i love the fact that you self brand for me sometimes the work-life balance become a little bit difficult and yeah. it, it, it does i'm, I'm not oh, gonna lie. So, <laughs> it, it's it's like me trying to balance like one kid has this and then i have to do this and then i have to get this conference together. So let me ask you, how do you cope? H- how do you have the work? How do you keep Pika in check? Like, how do you work life balance? Good job of it. I will be very, very honest. Uh, because like I said, See, I me like, either. I'm, I'm evolving. So at one point I had my daughter in daycare. So the school day is a little mm-hmm. weird here in Singapore. They go to, they have to be in school by seven 30. They get off by one forty-five. Now you tell me which nine to five, which here in Singapore is nine to six, which nine to six is going to allow you to stop, go pick up your kid, bring them back to work or to home so you can finish out the next half of your day. So she has to be. That's not going to happen. It's the middle of the day. Like at least in, in the. Like that's like three. smack dab yeah. middle of the day. So I had her in student care for a long time, which means mm-hmm. she stays after school and she stays until max seven o'clock. I've never left her that long, but I mean, if I really needed to, she could be there until seven because People don't think you commute to work. You got to commute from work. So if you clock out at five, what time do you get home? Maybe six, which I, at that point. Are you in line? Six is definitely me. Yeah, you're, that's, you're right. You're while, on. I allowed that con- to continue, even though I'd come home and I was starting to work from home because that gives me extra time to work from home. But what I, what I realized was she wasn't getting that quality time with me. And quality time does not mean doing homework with her. Quality time does not mean me sitting for four or five hours every week to do her hair. Quality time means I'm doing something with her that she enjoys and that I enjoy and we're focusing on each other. So what I found was was pushing her away while I was trying to get my business built and growing. And that wasn't what I wanted either. I stand a chance to lose her. She is eight years old. There's only so much more time before she goes off to college and leaves me at home. And I can't afford to miss anything. So what I finally did, and this is actually really recent, this year I changed because up okay. at six something and I drop her off at school by 7 15 when I get back home I give myself a grace period until eight o'clock eight o'clock my day starts and if I focus like I mean really focus because let's face it no one is actually going to bother me except for clients which I've already got scheduled out I know what pockets of time I have left I'm going to work hard in my business until 1 45 where I go down to pick her up from school now once I bring her back home for the most part my clients are overseas they're in the U.S. so that's the middle of the night for y'all anyway which I get Right. So I get from two o'clock in the afternoon until eight o'clock at night where I get to be with her, which means I can go down to the playground with her and I can play t-ball. We can play kickball. We can get the neighborhood kids together. We can play. We can wild out for a little while. And then I, right. and I make you dinner. We hang out. We maybe watch one episode of something and then we go to bed. Now at eight o'clock when she goes to bed, I pick up my work again. You know, I'm still working on it. I have, it's going to uh, take some time. With it is with with my first business when I opened my um, daycare years ago. I put everything into that daycare, and my kids they suffered from yeah. it. 
Like when I was in there painting the walls and getting the windows together and all of this stuff, I, I was what you were, what you said, I was pushing them away. Yeah. And this was when my babies were like, oh my gosh, like my 10 year old was like three and my other one was like six, maybe seven years old, first grade ish, maybe when I first got it open. And you're right. You push, I mean, you're so focused. You pushed them away. And I did that for like four years. And I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta go hard. I gotta go hard. And so I felt like I wasn't like the best version of mom that I could possibly be. And so this time around, I refuse to kind of have that work-life balance imbalance, if that makes sense. I am still working on getting that in check because I know how it felt the first go round. I didn't like it. Yeah. And I, I don't want to catch that wave again if that makes any sense. It does at all. a lot. Well, but it's all trial and error, right? Well, so you tried it once you saw that it didn't yeah. fail. Now you're gonna try it a different way and see if it doesn't and it's not see people see failure as oh my God, okay, I should quit and go back to a job because I know what to expect there. That's not it. You continue no fail. you should fail forward though because every time you fail you should be like, all right, well this did not work. That was a lesson. This and the rest was okay. That's so funny. I always say that, you know, it wasn't a failure. It was a lesson. Keep going. If you it wasn't a failure. It was a lesson. It makes it so much easier because experiments, you're expecting for something in there and did not work. So you adjust that one ingredient and you keep on going. It's like cooking. Maybe it's too much salt. Maybe it's not yep. salt. You adjust to keep on going. You don't throw the whole But you have to. <laughs> no, you don't throw... That's funny that you said that. I'm going to ask you, was there ever a time that you thought you were going to close your business? I know. I, I, oh I had Mr. Breakdown. I was, I was ready last night. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, I told you that already. I'm not very good at that. So I will push and push and push and I will forget to eat sometimes. And I will be up. Like I said, I was up at two o'clock this morning, but I went to bed with a migraine because I'm not sleeping well enough. My brain is going all the time. And that's what people don't understand. I love what I do. So that my brain is going all the time. I get ideas from everywhere and I get, you know, inspiration from everywhere when I'm engaging on Instagram, when I'm creating my podcast. Dang, we got so much in common. I told my husband the other day. (laughs) I told him, I said, man, I ain't gonna lie, I have a migraine. He's like, what? I said, I don't even know. I was just working on my stuff because, you know, I have so much that I want to do. It's like my mind is so much in my head. And they want to come out, but then I try to make it come out. It's just like too much going at one time. And so I was telling him, I was like, man, I feel like I'm just literally losing it. Yes. Went ahead. I had, I had to say my name for three days straight. And I was like, okay, something has to give. So, so, so today I'm walking yes. around with sunglasses on, like, okay, something has to give. It's not blood pressure. It's just my mind. There's so much that I want to put on paper and get yes. out that it doesn't quite convey correctly because it's just so much. So it comes out just like blah. Right. Because it's, it's, I want to just... But needs to come <laughs> out too because you're going to go back to it at some point and be like, okay, okay, I understand what I was going okay. back, but this is going to tweak it this way. So, yeah, because this right here, I, I don't know. Because what I was trying to say might not be great. And then you're right. Come back to it and it makes some sense after a while. But the hard part is you need to understand that you are your business. You are the brand. And it doesn't work without you. So that's where your body will kick your ass. You're right. Like, yo, uh, excuse me, time out. We need a break. <laughs> yes, yeah, like flag on the play. Yes. Hold on. I need you. Take five. Okay, go over there. 
sit down. And then I'd be like, okay, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I put me, I think I'm ready. And it's like, no, man, have a seat. You're not ready. <laughs> it's like it's hard to achieve but that balance. But your body will push back. Your kids, your family will push will. back. And if you don't take a breather and understand where they're coming from, you will be offended and you will retaliate. You will react rather than respond. And that makes for a hostile work-life environment. That's why. And that's the balance not being there. Girl, you, you preaching. Go ahead. You, that's, <laughs> but it's true. Because when you have that and, you, and you're, when you're neglectful, I hate to say this word, but it's so loud. It's a tough When one. you are neglecting, though, when you are neglectful, it does get. So now it's like, so you're neglecting your family to, to take care of your business, but then are you really, are you productive or are you just busy? That's the next like, thing. So when you look at what time are you allocating to work, then what, what tasks are you focusing on that will bring you towards your goal? Or are you just scrolling Facebook or, you know, and I do that too. I, I forget, like, I'll get up my phone and I'll be like, I need to look at my calendar to do such and such and such. And I see there's a notification on, Instagram and forget what the hell I went there for, you know, like I get lost, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I know how I am, so I need to train myself to pull back and focus on what I need to do. And that's something else that people don't teach. They don't teach focus. No, what's that? No, they don't teach that. You watch TV on regular. If you still watch regular TV, there is a commercial how, and then there are how many. It's not just one. It's a couple of them, and then. It's a couple of yeah. Them. If you're watching YouTube now, you're if it's like an hour long something, you're gonna get cut off in the middle because there's a commercial for something. We are trained. Yep. Squirrel, hey, check this out. And I understand why they started that, but it's also changed the way we think and focus now. Because you can't just be focused on one of your TV shows or whatever it is you're watching or whatever series, because you just know and and Hulu's the worst. You can watch a movie on Hulu and you just can bet your bottom dollar in about 30, what, 25, 30 minutes, an 80 second commercial is going to come on. And you got, so it's going to be like, okay, pretty colors. And then going right. to come back. You're going to watch it. So you're right. I didn't think about that. Wow, we are being trained. This is why kids can't sit still. I didn't think about cartoons that. Cartoons for like eight, well, not eight hours, but if they sit there long enough, they've gotten up and gone to the bathroom and done different things. My kid does not sit and play Lego by themselves it's not just lego there's something going on in the background for noise you know she's got a couple of things going it's not it's not focused on one thing we are not taught to do that anymore well you know what that's true and it's funny that you bring up the commercial things i honestly didn't even think i didn't think twice about that but now that you say that in retrospect it does cause us to not um, our minds are being trained not to focus on one thing too long without being disrupted. Dang, I didn't think about that. And I understand that why does the advertising people started that is because okay, well, everyone was going yeah. to watch an opera at four o'clock. Let me make sure I get a spot inside there so they will more likely lo- notice what I'm selling. But then it became the norm, and the norm changed our behaviors. And how many of us really want to go off to the movies and sit still for two hours unless they're diehard fans? No, you complain about it. And I'm not going to lie. My husband was like, he wanted to watch end games. Yes. And he was like, it's three hours long. And I was like, what? The Titanic wasn't even that. I was just like, no. Oh, that's so long. But I knew if I talk, took my daughter in to see end game, because I, wa- I don't want to miss any details, right? I know if right. she will get up and go to the bathroom at least five times. So I'm going to miss a couple of somethings. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, man. That's so long, but it's funny that you said it because I'm not trained 
to just sit in one spot or do something one that something too long other than if it's my business i'm creating logos or brand coming up there's a now with netflix and binge watching right you will lose a whole damn day without even thinking about it if you're not careful you can see well i ain't gonna lie peak i've done that so have i I've been watched Ray Donovan all five seasons and looked up and it was like almost a week and a half past. Yeah. I mean, I know I have to cook and I know I have to clean the house and I know I need to get her laundry done. Otherwise, she doesn't have her uniforms ready for school. But she and I will happily watch, you know, Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Uh, you were supposed to be in bed at 830. It's like 10. Oh, you better go to bed now. <laughs> Well, and you know what? It's so funny because it literally gets away from you. I ain't gonna lie. Well, do you, I, well, we, what advice can you give to somebody? Like, so like, let's just to say scenario. So they're not super duper new, but they knew enough where they just hard headed and don't want to take nobody's advice. What's, what would you give to a new entrepreneur that's just like struggling, but don't want to hear nothing from nobody? You don't have to hear nothing from nobody, but you, you need to be able to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself you're doing your best and believe it. If you're still lying to yourself, I can't help I you. I like that. I've tried network marketing before, and I was like, oh yeah, it failed. I like that. System. No, it wasn't. I didn't do everything they told me to do in the order that they told me. So I failed. So who can I? You did it your own way. Oh, you said a word with that one. You right. So if you have somebody that's come to you for coaching and they're not able to open up and be transparent and they're not willing to do exactly what you say, the way you say it to try at least, then how are you going to coach anybody? Man, that is so true. Well, here's the thing. People, again, like I said before, people do not want to be transparent. And you know, I think it boils down to, what do you think? I think it boils down to this. If a person is not ready, they're not going to move forward. So they can want coaching all they want, but until they're ready to actually be coached, not going to happen. That's true. They got to want it bad enough. And a lot of times that means they've tried all the other, you know, five days and 5,000 and, you know, do these three steps and it'll fix everything. They got to go through all those things first before they get to someone that they, they know can help them. And a lot of times, yeah, you're going to be a little afraid because you don't want to put yourself out there again. But what is the worst that could happen? What is the worst that could happen? You open yourself up and they weren't able to help you. Fine. Then they weren't the right coach. But if you don't even give them the chance, it's like, in a marriage, right? If I don't tell my husband that he is hurting me by doing certain things, I don't give him the opportunity right. to change. Correct. I don't, Correct. Get the, right. I don't get the right to be mad at him then. I got to tell him first. Because you're not being forthcoming. So how can you expect someone to know? Knowledge doesn't yeah. come through by osmosis. That's not how that works. Otherwise, we could just sit in a classroom and we'd be smart as hell. That's not how that works. Right. That's not how that, no ma'am. No, that's not how that works. That is not how that works. I can tell you firsthand that is not how that works. I would rather have a client that comes and asks me a lot of questions and have someone yes. who comes and sits quietly and says, okay, teach me. We'll teach you. Do you know how hard that is to sit there? Do you know how, I'm just, wait a minute, you know how draining it is for someone to not really give you any information, but you're just like, okay, you're here because you want your business and you want to be coached. Yep. So that, but, but then I have to ask you the question. That's not how that works. You want the help. You know what, in, what aspect you want it in. So, so you would think. Coaching, it means you're asking for specific advice in your specific situation. It's 
not a cookie cutter program. This is not a one-on-one class in class in college. I am here to specifically help you. So if you don't right where you're starting what your goals are if you can't see those things you need to start at the beginning then oh that's so funny and i've always told people it's okay restart reset it's okay to start over really for real it is okay to start over like i have started over a couple of times I'm like uh, see now i'm good i don't like that nope let's do this again that that that, that didn't seem right mm. i started two years ago is not the best yeah right now Yep, same here. Oh my gosh, same here. It ain't the same. It's different. It's been like, but thank God, what, three, four under, times. The brand itself, it's not, you know, like then it's not such a big deal. It's not like starting way over. The brand is still there. It still represents me. But my exactly. Changed. The verbiage that I use to explain what I do has changed. I like that because the self, to me, honestly, when I decided to self brand, it was, it was for that very reason. In the event I decided to rebrand, <laughs> or change the content that I have, it doesn't take so much out of me or it doesn't shock my clientele because yeah, I am the brand. So something gets to change is not too drastic. Would, would change so much or would be shocked so much because a lot of people want to grow with you. A lot of people want to watch you grow and want to see that you are going through the same things they are. They want to see that human element of you. They may not say it out loud. That is so funny, but they do. Mm-hmm. They like to see it. Like you're human just like I'm human. That does make sense. I mean, you on it. Um, I won't. I won't take up your whole your your whole night. But I can just talk to you literally all night. I have one last question sure. for you. So, what are three pieces of advice you would give to someone that wants to start their own business? Like, doesn't don't have any. So, let me just backtrack. They ain't got nothing. Okay. Like they don't have nothing. But, they- but for them, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. What three pieces of advice you would give to a someone wanting to become an entrepreneur? I would start with the job that they're getting ready to quit if they haven't already. What did you like and what did you not like about that job? Because that will tell you a little bit about who you are. The world is really good about beating the individuality out of you. You go through school, you're taught how to think. You're taught that this is the way things are. And then if you're lucky, you get a chance to, you explore, you know, art and crafts and home if you had it or wood shop. They don't have that no more or music. So you need to go back to your roots. Remember who you were before the world started beating that out of you. A lot of times you're going to have to go back to friends you've had forever that have known you forever. Maybe your siblings or your uncles. That's part of what happened. When I, I, I left six right? years ago. I left him in the States and I came back home to Singapore because that's the biggest concentration of family I have. My uncles were here. They raised me. So I was looking for what kind of kid was I? Because I am so Right. I am so controlled right now that you will never know looking at me if I'm happy, sad, or upset. Oh, I like that. Tell by the way I speak because I am so controlled. I have, I've got it down to like an art form. I will be there for you, but you will not know that I'm breaking inside. I will make sure that I take care of this, this, and this, but you will not know exactly how much I had to give up to make sure I was there for you. And I don't like that about myself. I, you know what? That is so funny. I love that you say that. I love that you say that. And it's because I because that way that I realize I don't have to tell you when I'm hurt. But then when I tell you that I'm hurt, what am I expecting out of that? Why am I? Exactly. 
Oh my gosh, speaking to you tonight. Let me tell you, it's I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. This is the truth. I've talked to so many entrepreneurs and there's not many that has the capability of even handling emotional intelligence on any level because it's different, right? It takes diff- it takes a different skill set to understand and actually teach and coach emotional intelligence. And I just really applaud and commend you on it because, man, you are on fire with it. Like, seriously. On fire with it. Oh, God, it's been so great. Where everybody was just honest. Without saying, you know what's funny? Or saying, you know, no offense. Say what you mean. Like, right. If you have to start a sentence with no offense or don't don't take this the wrong way, but I'm not trying to say anything slick about you. However, those little small introductions like that, that the world would be so much different if they, if there was no introduction needed, like no segue into my comment. There's no slick hair, no camera shots. I'm just literally coming to you and telling you how I actually feel without having to use Dang sweet tea words. Like I don't want to. And what is use sweet tea words? You with my emotions, and you trust me with your emotions, and we can have a conversation without it going someplace where it really shouldn't go. I can tell you, I'm mad, and I can cuss, and I can swear, and I can, you know, yell and scream. Yeah. Trust that you understand that I need to get it out of my system so we can talk about it after. Right, but let but you know me enough and you know the situation enough for me to get it out and verbally say how I feel. That way when we revisit it later, I'm not fuming. Exactly. I'm I'm not ninety-eight, a thirty-eight high. Yes. I'm literally so able change to change have an intelligent conversation. Exactly. A lot would change if we would stop sending our reps out to meet people instead of us showing up authentically. I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm going to make sure I look, you know, I look beautiful. My dress is banging, figure fitting and all that stuff. What would happen if you met me at my house in front of my family? And that was the first date because I can't bullshit my family. They're going to call me out on it and they're going to make fun of me. But if you met me, you got to know who I am right off the bat. You don't have to find out who I am five years later in the, in the middle of a marriage. No, because you've already figured out. You already know who I am up front, off top. And that also without means if no filter. Family, that if I'm off and you can't figure out why, you can ask someone in my family if they know what's going on, so they can help me and help you get to a place where we can talk. There was a time where it was okay if your wife was okay or not. Now it's like, oh, what happens within these four walls stays within these four walls. Oh my gosh, I hate that. It does not help anything. No, it doesn't. It actually makes it worse. Let me tell you something. I I truly have enjoyed you. You are like a straight up drink with no chaser. Literally. <laughs> I absolutely love it. There isn't, I haven't, the authenticity is like real with you. And I just want to thank you for taking some time out of your morning because now I'm 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 going to get it. I'll get it right. Your morning <laughs> to talk to me um, because I definitely appreciate it. But I want to thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. I really, no, often I man, this has been a pleasure. And I enjoy it a lot. This was, no, this was actually a pleasure. Like, I kid you not. Um, gosh, 
I'll be talking to you again. Yes, Trust me. I'll, I'll, I'll be reaching out to you because I want to talk to you in, re- in regards to emotional intelligence. Have you ever thought about doing like virtual um, seminars or conferences in regards to um, I have. emotional intelligence? I have. Um, and Ted is a dream of mine. And Ashley. Um, yes. Oh, gosh. I can't even remember her name now. But yeah, there's a young lady who did an emotional intelligence talk on Ted as well. And I've learned from her as well. So it's. It's coming. It's taken its own time. Yeah, it is. It's oh, it's coming. I can see it. <laughs> oh, it is coming. And you know, I'm not going to lie because Ted is one of mine too. Yeah. My husband's, I'm going to be on TED Talks. Yes. I don't know when. I don't know how. I'm, I'm going to be on TED. And you just, I'm going to have my little red name up there, Ted. I'm going to be up there talking. <laughs> have my little lapel mic on. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be going. But again, I, Pika, I thank you so thank much. You. And you enjoy your night. I will. Thank you so much. You take care. You're welcome. Thanks. You too. Bye. been raw it's been uncut meet me back here next week to talk more real talk with artesia until then make good business decisions talk to y'all soon